Hello, everyone, and welcome to Board Game Barbarians. I'm your host, Andrew, and with me, as always, is my board game brother, <laughs> Justin. Off, off to a, a great start. That's a great I'm start. So Thanks for having me. You're he welcome. He said as if he was a special guest. My board game barbarian brother. <laughs> it's like pig Latin, but dumber. It is. It's it's the worst. <laughs> I mean, this is where we are now, is that I just don't... I'm not going to re-record it. I'm just going to keep going, because... You know, well, that's the quality. I think if people quality knew how many other times you tried to start the show, they would that's understand. True. I've been trying to start the show for six minutes. <laughs> because when you only hear the one intro and it's bad, you assume that it was bad, but it's not. It's the it's the best of a, a bad bunch. You know, it's yep. um, it's the cream of the crop. It's just a the worst part. Really bad crop. The other starts weren't even me. It was just you talking the whole time about your dumb life yeah. or whatever. Yeah, basically, it is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, housekeeping, we don't really have any. We're still going strong. The show's going to go up on the 15th, I hope. And uh, just like it always does. And hopefully we'll have some good uh, good info for you for this week. The 15th is in Trace Diaz, my friend. It is. I'm going to edit it tomorrow and then upload it. It's pretty quick. I know. Turnaround time. Pew, pew. Right, it's fast. It was just just very slim operation around here. Things get done quick. Snippity, snippity, snap. Snippity, snippity. It's a well-oiled machine, and I, I'm the only one that have the has the oil, and I oil myself, uh, whole body, dipped in oil. This is going so well. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I haven't really played a whole lot of board games, obviously. Um, I did play, I forgot to put that on there, but I did play some um, DC Deck Builder with my wife. That was fun. We played a couple rounds of that. Um, mm -hmm. Been playing, still got, uh, you know, our, our Dungeons and Dragons or Savage Worlds yeah. uh, game that, that you and I do with some friends. Uh, we're all cowboys. Yeehaw! Pew, pew, pew! Deadlands Reloaded. Every time I shoot my gun, I go pew, pew! <laughs> It's also named Pew Pew, and your character is named Pew Pew Le Pew. Yeah. Pew PewDiePie. So. Pew PewDiePie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I've currently stopped painting miniatures, and I want to get back into it. I uh, cleaned up my station a couple, like a month ago, and now I kind of feel like it's time. I've um also quit painting. I have my whole station out. Everything's set up right next to my computer. I just don't do it. Yeah. You don't have time now because you have a, your whole family's there. There was time now. Um, yeah, no, I, I just, I just haven't, I just haven't felt. I, I think what it is is I know I'm not going to be playing the game anytime soon, so I'm like, it could sit there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a procrastinator. You're going to be like, hey, bring Conan on board game day tomorrow, and I'm gonna be like, oh, jeez, and I'm going to fire <laughs> through like twelve minis in a night. Well, I mean, plus you're busy because you just, you just brought two new kids in the world, so <laughs> they're goats. So I guess yes, you're correct. They are kids. Yep. Also, I was unaware of their existence until I found them in a field today. Oh, I mean, and so that's how <laughs> the magic of life works. Some not very well connected with my goats at yeah. an emotional level. They didn't even tell me. They didn't even know they had a kid. They we just... don't even have a male goat. I still don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't, and that's not a joke. I'm serious. Like I, I said, goat... virgin birth. Is that is that what it is? Yep. Perfect. The, mm -hmm. we've, we've birthed the goat messiahs in our backyard <laughs> i really now just want like a just just like a montage scene of the goats like growing up and performing miracles and then getting crucified and then going into a grave and then 
or you know get but it all takes life. place like in my backyard they never leave my backyard yeah, yeah it's they just never the same it's else. the same six goats in my backyard the whole time <laughs> yep the goat pharisees appear very insular community they, yeah. they play multiple roles <laughs> each of them the wardrobe changes alone are just, just tremendous it's really it's, just it's, different hats <laughs> that's it and you did it all <laughs> I like how much credence we give my goats. One of them is so dumb that she gets her head stuck in a fence so often that I had to tape a stick across her head so she couldn't stick it through the fence. <laughs> That's how dumb my goats are. What's her name? So, is it uh, we just call her Goat. We don't, oh. we don't name them. That's, they they, they got to earn names by not being idiots. That's yet to happen. Or being so dumb that they get the name Sticky. Uh, um. Was that we? I don't want to step on your toes. Is that your week? Or you? That was my week. Yeah. Okay. I've I have I've also not really been playing board games because you know uh, COVID and quarantine, lockdown, all that. Yep. Um, we are blessed enough that we are in a situation in my house that we legitimately don't any none of us legitimately have to leave ever for any reason. So we get groceries delivered. My wife works from home, and it's it's just it's uh it's weird is what it is. <laughs> Uh, I have been yeah, playing. Emily and I have been going out every once in a while to get groceries. Yeah, I'm, we're not. It's we're just not. Um, it's it's. I don't know. I just wear um, a full body condom. Is that what it is? Yeah. Everyone keeps going. We'll just wear a mask. I don't have a mask, and you can't buy them out here. So I have to construct Listen, one. All you got to do is get of, one of your old T-shirts, cut two eye holes in them, and then just like <laughs> tie the old T-shirt around your whole face. Just this <laughs> is perfect. <laughs> Hey, I need some groceries. Need groceries. <laughs> what you say? You're robbing us? No. <laughs> um, it's not a board game, and I have been playing a video game, and I do kind of equate it to a board game because it is, um, board game esque. I've been playing uh, Heroes of Might and Magic Three. No, not a board game. It's not. No, <laughs> you're correct. You've made a correct <laughs> assessment. Is it on um, a board? It is. It is in that kind of strategy vein uh, of. Uh, it feels board gamey. Um, you know, and, and really, a lot of PC strategy games feel a lot like board games, or maybe the reverse of that. I'm not really sure the the lineage there, but um, yeah. that's where I've been getting kind of my like strategy fix uh, uh, lately. Um, we have also switched our weekly D and D game to Savage Worlds from. Uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics, which was previously from D&D 5th edition. So now we're way down the weird systems rabbit hole. Yep. Um, and you're we're you're f- now, we're now doing it once a week, which before we were doing it every other week, and you're just yeah. so overwhelmed uh, all the time. <laughs> you know, a part of it is I'm just so busy right now with lockdown because it, I'm a stay-at-home parent, so my job has gotten twice as hard now. Because nobody ever leaves. I've got no babysitters ever. And my wife yep. is home 24-7, which is great. I love being around my family. But it does mean it's 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 more work for me. Because um, now you have to take care of your wife, too. Right. I'm, I'm cooking more meals. I'm cleaning more. I'm, t- I'm picking up after people more. It's just, it's just heavier workload. Um, but uh, uh, we have switched to Savage Worlds. So I, I'm, I'm still not totally sold on how much I love the system as compared to D&D. I mean, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's we're, different. We're getting there. It's, There's some intricacies. We've only played two games. It's different, and I don't mm-hmm. think we've gotten the complete hang of it yet. So I think we're all still kind of like, I'm excited just because I'm excited to be a cowboy. Yeah, we are doing Deadlands, which is it's uh, it's, uh, it's fun, and I get to talk in my natural hillbilly voice. So yeah. I don't have to. Well, golly, 
I don't have to spend all of my conscious effort to not sound like a hillbilly. <laughs> I can just, yeah. It's less doing a voice and more just letting my guard down. I mean, it it's just really flows through me. Really, whenever we do the shows, um, it's it's weird hearing you on the show versus not on the show. Cause it's such night yeah. and day. Um, yeah. Yeah. You trying to not to sound like a hillbilly. Because of my, yeah, usually I sound like a howling hillbilly. Old prospector is uh, what just I usually old like prospector to say. voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did. <laughs> I did have a moment earlier today. My uh, shop in Animal Crossing was selling a board game, and it made me sad. And I was like, oh, oh board yeah, game. You sent that to me. I sent one to you, and then I constructed a table and chairs, customized them so they were matching colors, and set them up by the ocean with the board game on it and me sitting on one side looking sad and I took a picture with like a sad gray filter and I was going to send it to you but I forgot. <laughs> I was going to be like, miss you. It's like um, April board game day. <laughs> so I, I keep um, I keep thinking about like roping my wife into playing a board game or something but it's just, uh, it, we're just busy. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, as much as we're stuck at home, we've also kind of uh, seemingly each of us has taken up a dozen new hobbies and projects and things to do i guess to keep ourselves busy um, oh, i think we just like we got hit with the the quarantine depression pretty hard so every time yeah. i try to think about like every time i'm like well, i could set up a board game and you know we could play at home and then i'm like yeah but then i have to set it up and i have to take it <laughs> put it yeah. put it back I have to move some wooden bits yeah. around a table to I'd have that just, level of enjoyment yeah let's just you want to just, just cry we'll just cry yeah, for like an hour and a half <laughs> um but yeah that's that's all i've really been up to oh cool uh well i mean hmm? go ahead sorry no go ahead i was just gonna say it looks like everything's kind of a, from what i've information i've gotten from like kickstarters and things like that everything appears to be uh for the most part back up and running for production so if you have any mm-hmm. kickstarter board games or anything coming your way uh they're they're coming still I know we said uh, last show we were basically saying because this was before everything really kicked off uh, yeah. in in our part of the world as far as you know COVID, uh, we were like, hey, just don't expect to get your stuff on time. It's just yeah, it ain't gonna happen. I don't think I'm. St- I don't. Well, I don't know. Like I didn't expect to get it back because uh, Alter Quest is supposed to was supposed to deliver in June, yeah, and then COVID nineteen happened. And then, I know that Root is still dealing with some fulfillment issues are they? Uh, related to that. Because they came uh, out believe, and well, they're I, like, well, they've still been showing all of like, the, they got the card proofs, the box proofs, so they've got all the proofs coming. Right. And Oath is, is trucking along fine, but it's it's the Underworld expansion and their, their previous Root Kickstarter that is still, I assume, I keep getting emails from them like, the new Root Underworld update, and I'm like, I got mine a month and a half ago, I don't care. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I You guess, just keep so. commenting, I don't care. Yeah, in all caps. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Don't care. Trash. All caps. Trash. <laughs> um, no. So Alter Quest. I mean, I've gotten a couple notifications uh, from them or updates where they said they they still expect it by June, which is weird because there was a month of everything being closed. Mm-hmm. So I guess it. Uh, they didn't really need it to to be there by June. They could have yeah. gotten it earlier. <laughs> what a bunch um, of jerks. So I think uh, well we did we did a game day. I did want to kind of talk. Yeah. Oh, about we're it. not doing any more news. Uh, did you have any news? Uh, Frosthaven is live on oh, uh, yeah. the Kickstarters. That's, I that's probably the biggest. Forgot <laughs> the um, not sequel to Gloomhaven, but the the just 
the next gloom it's its own standalone, standalone gloomhaven new expansion uh, yeah not an expansion expand. does not require the base game standalone yeah uh, and uh so that that's live on kickstarter that's uh i think it was funded like within like four seconds and i'm trying so hard not to buy it because one i can't afford it legitimately and two i've bought and have barely played the original gloomhaven but i it keep is telling I, in my head i'm like but this one's ice and i like ice places and i'll probably play that one yeah i get a i get a huge uh <clears throat> I, I really like ice things in vikings mm-hmm. and snow so any snow game or anything like that i'm usually like yeah. oh, i'm all for this um yeah i'm yeah oh man i didn't even see that what somebody's making a board game replica of the uh, game jumanji which is a terrible garbage game yeah though i would like a full wood version of it for no reason no, you wouldn't. No, Andrew, stop buying things that are functionally I just want to chain it and throw it into a river with a waterproof speaker playing the drums. Um, yeah, I think Frosthaven's probably the biggest thing going on right now. I think I uh, a lot of stuff has game. kind of slowed. I mean, I'm sure there was a million games. It's board games, so there's probably okay. been 10,000 games. But yeah, how so many if, you, if you like Gloomhaven and you've finished most of it or played it, then uh, Frosthaven is here. I think it's the same price as Gloomhaven and seems to be the same size as Gloomhaven as well. So yeah. it, it, it's it's not because they've had a Gloomhaven expansion, maybe two if they had two. I know they had Forgotten Circles, um, but it's uh, uh, it's like its own full separate thing. Um, now, they did also announce with the Kickstarter for Frosthaven, there is a Steam version of Gloomhaven coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so that may be something that we may look into in the future where you're all steam monsters in a steam realm no like it's coming to the steam like system for purchase as a digital game for the personal computer for the for the pcs (laughs) um but uh, you can get early access if you pay 18 dollars with your frosthaven purchase Mm, i mean like gives you a digital copy of the game right I assume, yeah. I don't. That ain't bad. They don't really specify. Yeah, that's not a bad, bad pricing. Um, anyway, uh, board game twenty five M- MSRP twenty five dollars. That's about right. Uh, board game day. We had a digital board game day, which kind of goes with a hundred percent with our, what our topic is. Which our topic is uh, quarantine alternatives for playing board games. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple different digital ways that you can still play board games with your friends online. And uh, we want to, we'll talk about it more in depth a little bit later, but you and I spent an entire day on Tabletopia. Well, like six hours on Tabletopia. An it was shorter than a normal day. Board, game, board game day. But um, <laughs> it, it was uh, now, because we were going to do Tabletop Simulator and then you or I, I don't remember who, one of us stumbled on Tabletopia and was like, let's try this. And it was um, much more focused and enjoyable for us than Tabletop Simulator is. And less, much less taxing on your system. So if you don't really have a good... Well, like, it's not taxing on my system either way. Right. But. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have a good gaming PC. And even though it's not like a full-fledged game, it kind of is. So if you're playing a game that has hundreds of pieces like Conan, um, yeah. then it crashed my 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 game. <laughs> yeah. The, the time um, that so we played it. T- Tabletopia was, was really cool. And um, I guess we could just talk about the service... For, 
first or are we going to do that later? Okay. We'll talk um, about the we'll talk about the service later. In line with everything else. But yeah, well, yeah. it was um it was all right. It was um better than tabletop simulator, but I, I think by the end of the day we were just kind of like, why don't we just like play video games? Like yeah. we're already playing games on the internet and we like video games and have a bunch. Let's just I mean, do, so we just ended up doing I think that. part of that was having a, a bad experience with one of the games in cuz I thought we well, so we played Pope Detective, uh, which is a game yeah. we've talked about here and I did a, a single okay. episode on. Um, and it worked fine. It worked great. Yeah. Um, we played. What was the game that we that you really liked? Uh, role player. R O L L player, which I thought um, it wasn't. Um, it was. It's. It's a dice drafting game. So it wasn't amazing at two, uh, but I think at three and up, it would be a lot of fun. I was really impressed with how quick and easy it was to learn. I had a good time doing it. Yeah, I mean, um, I th- I think looking back on it, uh, it, I thought it was a really fun game. I think you liked it a lot yeah. more than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played a game. I, I also, don't think I'd ever I, buy it. I liked the the theming of it. Like I like fantasy theming to begin with, but it was also right. like themed as you are making a fake like D and D character for a non existent game by drafting dice. Like I liked that. This like the the conceit of the game was like you're building this character, but you're doing it through drafting, like drafting you're trying cards to build and drafting like the dice. perfect character, kind of. Yeah, and like that, that thematically that really speaks to me as a longtime D and D player. So I th- I thought that was cool. You know, they basically made a game about making a D and D character, which that's that's cute, that's fun. I, I I like that. It's it's meta. It's interesting. Yeah. Um. But I also the the more I um play tabletop games, because we we talked about it before that the you know the more we play, the more we realize like, hey, I really like such and such mechanic, and I didn't feel like I did, but I do. Um, and my big one in the last two or three episodes have been me talking about push your luck mechanics, how much I like push your luck mechanics. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've kind of been I've, talking about that almost every episode. <laughs> probably. Yes. Um, I should probably for the last year, I've been realizing how much I like that. <laughs> I, I imagine like it. we stopped doing the show and you go downstairs to your wife and you're like, anyway, so I really love push your luck mechanics. <laughs> Um, so anytime She's of like, Justin, I know I have a shirt that just says push my luck. <laughs> like um, I've also learned that I, I really do like drafting games a lot. I've played a little bit of Azul. I've played role player. Um, I've, I've, uh, Sushi Go has kind of become like one of my go-to, like when I'm at a yeah. family event or something, I, I, I bust that out. Um, I like drafting games. I don't know why you don't lot. like DC Deck Builder then. Um, game. I don't not like it. I, I think you think I hate it you and do. I don't hate it. You I hate just, it. I'm just not in love with it. I've heard you um, say, I, it's okay. That was your response. Yeah, it's I and I I meant that it was that wasn't one of those like eh, it's okay. It was like no, it's okay. Like it legitimately, it's yeah. an okay game. Um, what I didn't love about DC Deck Builder was that the game wasn't just drafting. Also, I already know all the cards by heart. Yeah, so, so it's not really super great to play with you specifically, <laughs> but the game itself, like, because eventually in DC Deck Builder, you're kind of fighting, right? Um. Not really. The one you and I played, we played a variant where we were fighting, but yeah, I don't it, like that. I want it like I want to literally just draft, like sushi go, like all you fucking. You don't like get into a round where you're like, now you eat the sushi or fight the sushi. It's just like no, yeah. you literally draft sushi and then add up points. I like that. I mean, that's what normal DC deck builder is: is you you both fight the villains and then you you See, count you up your points. I don't want to do that. That's well, you fight the villains and that that you purchase them with points, like. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be willing to try that mode, but I, I, uh, I, I'm just, I just like, like just pure drafting games. I like those a lot. Um, 
Well, but uh, what, what was I even talking about? So yeah, I was just talking about role player. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, I don't know that I'd buy it either because it's like $50, $60 and it's really is just it? some cards and a sack of dice. I mean, yeah. it's probably $50, $60 because of the sack of dice. I buy dice by the pound and it doesn't cost that much money. Well, you're not buying the expensive stuff. Theirs aren't either. They're colored <laughs> D6s. So really, you could just print out the mecha- the components. I, I, and then... As soon as I said that, I was like, I think I could print role player and be fine. Um, yeah, probably. But I, I enjoyed it a lot. If, if you like drafting games, I would I would highly recommend giving that one a shot. Uh, and it it's is free, free on Tabletopia and works great. Yeah. Up yeah. To, we'll, we'll get into that. It's free for two players. Um, and then the last thing we played, which was kind of the disappointing one, is we finally played Fast, which I was super excited to play. Um, and it is. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember which one we played? Because it, it was it Crystal Caverns. Was that the one we were playing? It was the the original, which is Crystal Crystal Caverns. Okay, because um, the newest one is like ma- the Mansion, something Mansion. Right, that's the one I'm like most interested in. But I wanted to play Crystal Caverns to get an idea for it, and I kind of feel like right. they're different games, um, for the yeah. most part. I, or well, at least for, I hope they're different games. For people that don't know, this was uh, Leader Games' game before Root. Yeah. And it, like, when you look at it, it was their on first paper, game, you, right? I believe it was, yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm not super sure. But when you look at it immediately, you're like, oh, it's literally just Root, but instead of a strategy game, it's a dungeon crawler. Awesome. And my first thought was, oh, well, we'll just take to this, like, fish to water. This would be great. Um, yeah. And we sat down to the game, and it. It, it wasn't until I played Vast that I realized how elegantly Root is designed yeah. and how much information they fit into spaces that you are always looking at. Because so, like I feel like in Root, we've played Root, you and I, many times. Right. And the amount of time we've spent staring at the manual between every game of Root we've played is probably less than 20 minutes total. Yeah, a couple like, minutes probably. Ever. Like, great. you stare at I the card more- a lot. But I think there was one time where you and I got like supers. Just no, never mind. That was something. That was a different game. Anyway, I, yeah. I, to give a basic idea of what Vast is, Vast is a. There's a game called Dungeon Quest. So if you've ever heard of or seen Dungeon Quest, it's a game where you basically place dungeon tiles to get to the center of the dungeon to f- get gold from a dragon. Yeah. Um, and Vast is basically that mixed with Root. Yeah, asymmetric factions on top of Dungeon Quest kind of style. But thing. the factions, so you, so what we played, so you've got in Vast, not to get super deep into it because it's not our topic. Yeah. Uh, Dragon you, Knight, you get, Thief, Goblins, the cavern itself, and yeah. I think that's it. Is that all the players? Dragon Knight, Thief, Goblins, yeah. Yeah. Yep. There might be one more. I don't know. No, I don't think so. There's only okay. five, so. Okay. Um, so we played, uh, I was the knight, Justin was goblins. Goblins basically ran themselves. Um, so Justin, we didn't really get to do anything. Like you didn't really make too many decisions. We kind of reached a point where I was starting to get to make decisions, but the strategy didn't become obvious after like six or seven turns. And maybe I was just being dense. That's possible. Um, I was really thinking it was going to be a lot like root. I mean, certainly that the factions wouldn't be just like root factions, but yeah. the, the, you know, I feel I'm, like it like, also I, is not a two player game. Like I, you can play. Yeah, it, technically. it didn't work well at two, I, I, but I don't um, think it is a two player game. I think I, I think my problem is I just went into it with root expectations and love or hate root. It's a very well designed game and yeah. there's a lot of thought and effort. And, and not only that, I, we play the third version of root to, to you know to, to take it even further of like 
they've through version revisions removed a lot of the like funky stuff and weird rules and weak interactions and and things and re- yeah. it's just you don't appreciate how streamlined root is until you play vast and you're like oh this is where that started oh geez i mean we don't i don't i don't think I, we would currently recommend playing it if you want to play it for free i think two player you can play it two player for free on tabletopia um go check it out they have the full manual there you can read the entire thing for free uh which i think you can anywhere anyway but um I, you can sit there and play with the play with the pieces everything like yeah. that i would say that um if you want to play, because the the in my opinion the biggest innovation that Root made it, Root made two innovations as compared to Vast, which is one, every single rule pertaining to your faction is on your faction sheet in enough detail that you can figure it out as long as you know which the vocabulary of the Vast. game. Yeah, that is not Vast, true for Vast. The I think the biggest problem for Vast is you and I. Um, I kind of wanted to just get through it and say, well, we'll just make a house rule and you don't, you hate doing that. Um, So you were like, well, the rules don't explicitly say this, so we can't do this. Yeah. And it seemed like we had questions that the rules did not answer. They didn't say one way or the other, you could or couldn't do it. So we kind of, in a couple instances had to just agree to a rule. Right. uh, Which, the the other thing Root did, like their other big innovation was the book, The Law of Root. And they say in the beginning of The Law of Root, they explicitly state, hey, if this book does not say that you can do it, do not assume that you can do it. Read this like you would a yeah. law document. You know, do not add words to it. Read it exactly uh, as it is written. Vast written. doesn't say that. So, but, yeah. Uh, but no, well, Vast is the rules are, uh, they're not super clear because the, the, yeah. it's, that, it's that single rule book design where it's like trying to teach you how to play and get you in the mood, but then also not wanting to give you just rigid, structured rules in, you know, little quoted paragraphs. It it didn't help, and I want to move on after that because we can kind of okay. spend yeah, a little yeah. bit too much time on Vast, but no. uh, it, it didn't help on that. You and I both tried to watch YouTube videos, and we both watched this one guy who explicitly was incorrect, giving false information <laughs> that was against the rule. Like, we had the rule book open watching this video, and we're like, no, this is not... This is wrong. <laughs> you my, are wrong. My final person. word on it is if you know someone that knows the rules really well so that you don't have to traverse the very poorly laid out rule book, then play it with that person because that could be fun. If if like one person at the table is like, oh, I know all the rules, back of my hand, you don't got to look anything up. That could be fun. But beyond that, no, it's it's too mired in in Good issues. thing. Uh, Vast rule book is much better to read than the uh, Batman uh, Gotham City Chronicles were a book, so yeah. So is the dictionary. Thumbs up. <laughs> but I read that. That's like one of the only rule books I've read multiple times. Dictionary might be I shorter to. too. It, I might. Anyway, <laughs> all right. We're gonna get into the the topic at hand. So we're talking about quarantine game alternatives or gaming alternatives. So obviously you can't go hang out with your friend in your house, and if you are, you shouldn't. Um, and instead you should be playing online or doing video games. That's an alternative I didn't put down here doing the video games um or you could both go to the same park and sit at opposite ends put the game board in the middle and train monkeys to run to mm -hmm. and from the game board and move your pieces for you but justin what if the monkeys get COVID 19 well that's why you have a sanitization station between you and the game board 
of a distance okay. of at least six or more feet so that the monkeys, when they're going to and from, are sanitized along the way. I assume you'd sanitize it's, them. Fire is the easiest sanit 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 sanitary method. That, is, so that is an easy one. You could also just spray them with hand sanitizer, I assume. Mm, fire's cheaper. Or heat. You know, just heat. Uh, I mean, fire's also hot. Of, it covers all well, the bases, Andrew. You know, you could do a tunnel of microwaves like Metagross Solid 4. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the version we didn't think about was if you hired monkeys to crawl through tunnels of microwaves to and from your game board to then sign language to you what move your opponent has made so that you yes. can tell them what to do back. That that obviously that would be the best option if you can afford now, it. Obvi micro you, microwaves are expensive, are still, monkeys are expensive. We're still waiting to get uh you know authorization that that is uh non cruel to monkeys. Um but you know, we'll we'll find out eventually. Yeah. Well, I, well, God, what happened? <laughs> All right, so I, I want to mention the first, the first, uh, the first kind of way that that we have here to do quarantine gaming is the worst way, in my opinion, uh, which is setting up a series of cameras and playing over Skype, Discord, FaceTime, Zoom, whatever. Um, and call this uh, the home alone method because you have home... to set up so much extravagant rigging in your house. <laughs> right. So you you know set up the cameras of the game board over your face or whatever you want to do. Um, and then one person has to do all of the work of moving the pieces and playing the game while everyone else tells them what they want him or her to do. Um, obviously not the best choice, I don't think. Unless you have all that equipment and you just like moving game pieces around and being told what to do, then I, I think um, if you had... Because you really do have to have high-quality equipment to do this because... And, and you also have to carefully select the game you're playing because you can't play something where there's like... They've got a hidden hand of cards because you're not going to be able to set a camera so they can see the game board and their cards. And it just, it's not a great way to do it. Unless I'd you say have like multiple computers and tablets that yeah. you can place. Yeah, if you're running like a server farm, then maybe if you're a server <laughs> farm slash camera shop, you might have the equipment on hand. But mm -hmm. uh, I would, I do want to say that the upside to this method is that you do still get the tactility of playing with a physical board game, which is the only Correct. thing that this method has that no other method we list uh, has as well. So uh, you could potentially play something like Hive or Checkers. I mean, you you could also <laughs> just if you both own the same game and you set it up in basically. Parallel, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it you you would you would have to very carefully select the game, but I think you could, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely. I think it's doable. I don't think it's the. It's not the easiest and cheapest way, uh, in this route. So I would, uh, I'd probably be less less for that option. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you have the equipment for it, cool. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, you'd have to find someone that has the equipment or is willing to do that or. Um, would be would be up for that. Uh, yeah. Second up, I have a tabletop simulator here, which is an application that you can purchase. Um, I believe on Steam. Do they have it on GOG? And in, in, uh, I, I don't think it's, it's on, on GOG. It's on Steam. It's on the Humble Store. If you wish to send a little bit okay. of your money to charity, which you should. Um, I think it's only on Steam. I believe. Okay. Um, so tabletop simulator allows you to purchase. There's the one program. Um, and then you download basically mods for it to allow you to play other games. So the mods are the games that you're wanting to play, um, like Monopoly Life, Conan is on there, um, yeah. Roots on there, I believe, right? 
Yeah, I believe so. I think like most games around there. I know I've got some friends that are playing like uh, Betrayal on House the the Hill or the Hill with the house I'm in which I'm someone so is bad betrayed. at that. It's it's That's, so weirdly I, now, named. I own it and I still don't know what it's called. Yeah, I've got Boulder's Gate Betrayal on Boulder's Gate Hill or House on the. I don't know. Just call it betrayal like you're doing betrayal. a cool shorthand because you're a cool Most guy. Most people call it betrayal because they don't know what the yeah. actual name is. <laughs> yeah. Um, betrayal, so, what with the one house and the people were betrayed. And the hill. I always want to say betrayal on the house, haunted hill house. House on the haunted <laughs> hill. Um, so the upside to Tabletop Simulator, it's one price. It's usually, you can usually find it for like on sale, 10 to $13. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it goes on sale uh, $20 for half off full, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's twenty bucks full price, um, but it like like we said, it is on sale constantly. Um, I be, are there any paid like I, uh, mods? Uh, I, I know I most of them like are free. I feel like there's been I feel like there's been a couple, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I I, feel, yeah, yeah. There is some paid DLC. There's some paid DLC for for TTS. Not a lot, yeah. but there's there is some. Yeah, most of the games on there you can find a free version of that somebody has made. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's where you get into kind of the quality and legal issues which, which we'll talk we'll talk about on the downsides uh one other upside that i have here is uh if your computer can run most low requirement video games it will run this game well yeah it, it's pretty much like if you can run like esports titles like rocket league and stuff you can probably run this okay now i don't know if we said it explicitly but t- tabletop simulator is um you're, you're basically buying the engine you know, the only games built in are free to play games like decks of cards and, and reverse and chess boards and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you're relying on the community for everything else. So it, it's kind of like anybody that has played, if you're on PC, if you play like Gary's mod or something like that, you know, or, um, maybe kind of akin to thinking about like Minecraft, although Minecraft does have like an actual game and story these days. But I but. mean, but that gets the it's kind of where I have in my downsides, which is most of the mods are are not made by the game designers themselves; they're made by fans. So right, um, which th- they're mods. Yeah, which in addition to the legal gray area there, uh, I know a lot of designers don't care that their games are on TTS because. Most board game designers seem to be of the school of thought that, hey, yes, you can play my game digitally, but it's not as good as playing it physically, so I'm not that upset that you're playing Which an inferior version to try it out. Um, yeah, they're definitely correct there. But <laughs> in addition to that legal gray area, because you don't know if the designer is okay with the mod or not, so may- now you're having to do research if that bothers you to be like, all right, is the designer okay with this? Maybe they even did it themselves. I don't know. But then you're also yeah. dealing with the fact that mm, you're wading through a sea of incomplete half-assed poorly programmed mods by people that don't know what they were doing and just really like fucking ethnos so they were gonna make the mod for it in in it becomes a real crapshoot a lot of the time it is unless you're playing like some of the biggest games like if you're like hey i'm top 10 bgg games that's all i play all right yeah you probably find a good module for it but if you if you want to get a little weirder or anything kind of like lower than the top like 30 games you, yeah. you're probably gonna have a hard time finding a good well-programmed module yeah um i, th- I think i had uh, had a friend that was playing monopoly on it today yeah and i'm sure that's and, a great module yeah and he was like oh man it works like super great everything's smooth and i was like yeah try playing something not monopoly or not Life monopoly or yeah or like a, a quote-unquote normal like a, a board game i grew up with kind of a thing 
Yeah, um, it's I, I'd say tabletop simulator feels more like a video game physics simulator than a digital board game space, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. Uh, another downside is if your computer can't really handle uh, games like we kind of talked about for the upside, um, it's yeah. not going to play uh, massive board games well. So I think you and I, you know, we played, uh, I think we tried to play reverse side and we played cards and we played chess and checkers and then we tried right, loading and that like great. Conan by Monolith. And as the pieces <laughs> started loading, like my game just crashed. Yeah. I think you also flip the board like 50 times or something. <laughs> yeah, it, it turns into a thing where where people, you honestly spend more time goofing off in the software than you do really seriously playing. Um, I, I've looked up uh, minimum system requirements for TTS are tremendously low. I mean, yeah. like... But again, that like, is based on the game that you're playing. Right. I mean, obviously, running the software, yeah, you could run a chessboard just fine. But then if you try to load up someone's, like, Gloomhaven mod, then yeah, well, your computer might take a shit because it's going to eat a lot of memory. So um, it's, yeah. The, the Tabletop thing... Simulator, if if you've got, like, if you're like, hey, I've got these two games, that's all me and my friends play, then as long as you can find two good modules for those two games and play those in TTS, you're golden. But if you're like you and me and we're like, we want to play lots of different things all the time, yeah. you're just going to spend a lot of time wading through shitty modules. Yeah, we just we just have ADD as far as board games go, I guess. And in possibly real life in general, but possibly. that's not the point. Um, the other thing is if you all have to purchase the software, so if somebody, True. if one of your friends doesn't have $10 or $20 and no one's willing to spot them, that's obviously a problem. Um, right. So we'll move on to, do you have anything else to say about? Uh, Tabletop Simulator, the software is also kind of obtuse to learn how to use, and it's not always clear how to do things. And what that leads yeah. to is sometimes you do find a good module, and you play it for a half hour, and then you go, oh, how do we do such and such? Oh, I don't know. And then you accidentally fling a card off the table, and then you don't know how to get it back, so you have to <laughs> Google how to get it back. And then you're like, shit, I don't yeah. know how to do this. And it, it just it can become a, a cascading series of errors very quickly. And some uh, of the mods are just straight up broken. Oh, yeah. I would say the majority of them are broken because, again, literally anyone can submit a mod. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're going to move on to Tabletopia, which is what you and I did our board game on uh, last month. Yes. Um, and that one works great because it is a web browser based system. So you don't need to actually download anything. It's all done over the Internet. The only problem is uh, if the server crashes, you can't play anymore. <laughs> so which well, is you got to download the Internet. That's the first requirement. Got download for what? You got download the internet. That's true. You have to download so the internet and it. a web yeah. browser. Uh huh. Uh, and then you have to make sure your internet don't break. <laughs> um, yeah. Or you have to make sure you don't. Uh, what did we do? We flipped <laughs> board pieces or something. We had gone into this. We were goofing off and like we highlighted a bunch of stuff and flipped it back and forth a bunch of times. So you can just and the whole flip the cards. Like, and you can flip the card over to look at it or look at the back side of the card. And we were just sitting there pressing the flip key like 50 times and then the website crashed and then we couldn't get back in and then it was down on all of our devices. So we assumed we broke it. Yeah. You I know, like Tabletopia sorry. a lot because it, it's like a focused version of TTS where they cut out all of the functions that don't pertain to the game you're playing. 
Yeah. Because like in Tabletop Simulator, you and I could be playing Gloomhaven for five hours, and then I could just load in 400 D&D miniatures and pour them onto the board waterfall <laughs> style and then flip the table, and you'd be like, well, what the hell, man? I, we were playing. And you'd just um, be like, I was bored. <laughs> Tabletopia, it's... it's it's just, they it's literally just like it's almost like playing like a little flash based version of that game uh and they cut out all the fat and all the extra stuff and they they yeah. in our experience we played three of them and even though we didn't like vast it all functioned very it well worked really well yeah um i'm the, so with tabletopia you've got different kind of subscriptions there is a free version um there are premium games that take um, where you have to have the subscription in order to play, which I was looking at it earlier, uh, Justin, I think I wanted to play, what was it Tapestry? Um, yeah, yeah. and there is a free, there's a demo version, quote unquote demo version of it. Uh, that's yeah. two to five players. So I don't know how long that demo version lasts, but, um, they have multiple subscriptions. There's the free version, which allows you to play unpremium games or non-premium games. Um, I've never heard unpremium. I yeah. like that. I'm going to call it unpremium. Unpremium. Um, but sly marketing. <laughs> oh, you wish to purchase the unpremium un package, then, sir, because you're an unpremium person. Is that it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But but usually the the non-premium games are up to like two players. Usually, when you get into the three or four player section, that's when those games you have to have a subscription to play it. Um, so I'd say there's there's a pretty good amount of stuff that you can do that is free but yeah it, it, it you get to it, a point where because a lot really of games like need you and i were looking at um i mean we were looking at specifically two-player games for some of them just because we wanted it was just you and me so it didn't matter yeah um but if you're playing with multiple people over two people you may need to get a subscription now the five dollar subscription gets you access to premium content um and then i noticed today the ten dollar subscription uh, gives you access to premium content and allows you to bring a guest. So really, if one of us didn't want to spend five dollars, one of us could yeah. spend ten dollars by themselves, or we could just pool our money. I don't know. That sounds dumb to yeah. like <laughs> both spend five dollars, but only one of us has a subscription. It does sound dumb, Andrew, but yes. it is an option. But if you have a group of like five people, then two people can buy. The, the ten dollar subscription and bring guests in if they're not right. going to play it all that time um and those are month long month long subscriptions uh they do have a very large library of games all of the games are curated or created either by the game developer or created for the game developer um so they're it actual is, I think official titles i think it's 800 games is, is what they're touting is, their is website the says 800 number. plus technically um, so. and and there's there's there are a lot of like games you probably never heard of but there's also a lot of big stuff like scythe and and terra mystica and tapestry and Trans like there's a lot of Transform bigger games transforming mars is on there i thought yeah viticulture brass now i'm just reading um you there, can but there, read. there's some there's some bigger <laughs> i know i learned there's some bigger stuff on there some some bigger name games uh wingspan uh, is on there under the chess. premium anachrony Chess, I've heard of that one. It's the new strategy game from the 12th century, right? Is that? I mean, the one I was surprised about is they have the new um, Batman the Animated Series uh, miniatures game, which isn't yeah. even out yet. Um, yeah. But it's 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 available on Tabletopia to play. 
I would assume, and I don't know this, but I would assume that a lot of people use Tabletopia as a way to kind of play test their games. They got Lisboa, yeah. which was very celebrated when it came out. They've just they've got a lot. There's a ton of games and a ton of stuff you've heard about. I was I was disappointed. Oath wasn't on there because I would have liked to have. I don't know uh, that they have a that functioning out. public version of Othia, do they? I thought they did. I don't know. Uh, whatever. Uh, so <laughs> I'll look into that here in a second, but. I uh, it it was a it was a very competent system, and it's probably the one that I suggest the most. Yeah, um, I I do think. Well, we're gonna talk about Vassal a little bit, and I do think that it depends on the type of gamer and the type of games you want to play. Um, because and and if you're okay with it, I'll just segue straight into Vassal. That's fine. Um, Vassal is is open source software that is specifically it's made for playing board games together, um, and people make modules for it. The thing about Vassal is that it's very like archaic looking. It's very Windows ninety five, but if you're the kind of person that's playing like spreadsheet style strategy war games with your friends. I think Vassal is probably going to be the one you enjoy the most because it seems to be most suited to that type of play. Um, you know, the the kind of games that you don't care what they look like because you're really just looking at a set of numbers and right. that's what the game is for you. You know, uh, the, the games that, that, that used to ship with just a cardboard sheet of little chits that you punched out and the chits just had numbers that corresponded to a chart and you just called that World War II, you know. Right. Um, if you're that type of tabletop gamer, definitely look, definitely look into Vassal and see if there's a module for your game because... Tabletopia seems to be like new hot stuff, you know, the golden age of board games, style board games that we are currently in. But there doesn't seem to be a lot in the way of like more crunchy sort of strategy things like that that people might enjoy, you know, old, old Avalon Hill style stuff. Um, and especially if you have a very low end computer, because even Tabletopia, it runs in a browser, so it's still going to eat a pretty good amount of memory. Uh, and probably a decent amount of bandwidth. If you're on a very restrictive computer or maybe a very restrictive internet connection or both, Vassal is going to work better for you. It provides asynchronous play, so you can play by email. I, I think Vassal is probably the most functional of the three, although the least attractive and kind of wonkiest to learn. Hey, they're If that makes sense. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was just looking at. I, I know you and I have played Vassal. We played on Vassal like once or twice, I think. Um, yeah, and I, I liked it fine. I don't remember what we played. To be honest, it was like a we. Year ago. Well, we did play Conan because there is not a finished or functioning tabletop simulator version of Conan. Um, oh yeah, we did and play it, Conan on Vassal, and it it worked pretty well it actually fine on my uh, yeah on my computer it worked fine i mean it'll run on i think it would run on a windows 95 computer yeah <laughs> it's it's just again um like a lot of open source software it's not super attractive because they don't have a lot of cash flow coming into development but also like a lot of open source software it is very functional and very solid um so it might be something you look into if if you're that kind of person that hey I want to play a, a game of Memoir 44 by email with my friend on my netbook <laughs> from nine years ago that is still running for some reason, then you could do that with Vassal. It'll get know? the job done. Yep. 
Um, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I remember. I, I think uh, it took a little while to to learn everything, but I think you had played around with it enough to be able to help me through it. So, I mean, if you like yeah. sitting there and in kind of learning the the application itself before playing, and you don't mind teaching it, then that I think that'd be kind of the best best route to go. The more, the more I think about it, I kind of really would like to play some more Vassal, some more Conan and Vassal. I th- I feel like it's good for kind of strategy heavy stuff. Um, like Memoir Forty Four, I feel I, I remember had a really good module in Vassal. Yeah, if memory serves. Um, but I I just didn't want to kind of give it this like shitty third tier spot where it's like oh TTS Tabletopi the big flashy exciting ones when Vassal is back there chugging away for zero dollars and zero cents with really great modules even though it's yeah. but ugly completely free but i mean yeah that's the thing is it doesn't have any like cool 3d models or anything like that i think no, it's all it's, it's all 2d it, tokens it, um, you gotta use your imagination yeah which if i'm gonna do that i might as well just play dungeons and dragons this is true which and is that's the one a fair point that i didn't actually put on here uh <laughs> you could always just start a dungeons and dragons game uh with your friends uh, yeah um i i know I don't. We don't really have time to do a whole episode about like, you know, a whole section on like playing D and D online with your friends. But yeah. there are so many options. There are so many ways. And anybody that tells you that you can't just play D and D with voice in your heads and maybe a couple sheets of paper uh, is lying because you can. It works great, especially with the newest edition. It does not require miniatures. It does not require huge flashy maps. Although they help, you know. Um, it just requires your. It, it just. Uh, uh, I think it's a great option. I think um, it gives you something a little meatier, um, a, something that's already built to sort of be like D and D is a game where ninety nine percent of it is not on the table because you don't need it. It's all filed away in a book somewhere for when you do need it, and then you go look it up. Yeah, which I just made it sound tremendously tedious, but it's not. I swear. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's acceptable, and I think we can kind of talk about that on, on a later episode because it does sound like we're not really going to be leaving our houses anytime soon. So yeah, maybe we will do next episode. Will be our our Dungeons and Dragons extravaganza, and we'll talk about how you can do it online without um, needing anything. I do also want to say, uh, if you are a board game or you probably also like strategy games to begin with. I feel like there's a high likelihood that you enjoy strategy games to begin with. Um, and I know that it's not really the mission statement of this show, but maybe explore some older PC games. I mean, there's uh, GOG has an insane amount of older PC games that still work with online play, that run on low-end hardware. You know, like I said in the beginning of the show, I've been playing Heroes of Might and Magic 3, I was running it yesterday and I opened Task Manager and it was taking up less than like half of the amount of memory that my web browser was. And the a other full th- like open world when I like full adventure game taking less memory than two tabs in my web browser. And beyond beyond just the older video games, there are also the thing we didn't even mention, which is the actual uh, official launches of games like Scythe. Uh, true there's going to be a gloomhaven um they're all going to be on like steam gog that kind of thing 
Um, I think Scythe and Gloomhaven are already on. Well, they're, they're not on GOG, but they are on Steam. Um, there's also bigger stuff like Ticket to Ride has been available for a long time. The Every digital version of Carcassonne that I've played has been fun. Talisman has a you great also, digital version. Yeah, you also have the you have iOS, Android versions of Mysterium, Carcassonne, Onatama, um, Talisman. Mm-hmm. So there are there are lots of options for you to be able to play because I think you and I have done we've done Talisman on our iPads. Um, yep, we've done I think we've played a game or two of Onitama on our phones. It it works, you know. I mean, it, it's I I think this episode I think our mission statement was we want to give you general use tools to play lots of board games the same way that you would. Uh, you, you know, uh, be able to do in real life. The downside to these is that some of the apps aren't as great and you're dealing with that same kind of TTS situation where you're kind of wading through apps like, oh, this one's here, but it hasn't been updated in seven years. Oh, that one's there, but you're on iOS and I'm on PC and they don't talk to each other. And, you know, I mean, but I would say all- that for the most part, all of the apps that you and I have played together have worked pretty well. Um, True. Especially Talisman. Talisman is a great game that you can purchase all the expansions for but you don't need to i think it is i like it a lot less digitally i've decided that yeah but it's it works in a pinch (laughs) it does work in the time that we have now and if you have any questions about playing online um you know justin and i have tried all these methods out um we haven't really done table tabletop simulator extensively we haven't really tried the camera version i I lied there we haven't really tried that one because it's no 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 I spent two hours one day trying to set up a camera oh, focused you? on my living or my dining room table so that you and I could play Memoir 44 before our board game day, and mm-hmm. I could not get it working. So we tried. Well, you tried. It's really, you think it's easy. <laughs> it's not. It sounds easy. You're like, well, I just got to see the board. And then you're like, oh, but they need to be able to read this tiny letter in the corner of each hex or whatever weird fucking thing. Yeah. And it's it's oh, it was so frustrating. Eventually, what happened was I had my camera taped to the end of a broomstick hanging off my stairs, <laughs> and I had it weighted down with a bag of rice. <laughs> and eventually, I pulled it too much forward, and it just launched the bag of rice across my living room. And it exploded. That's good. So, so that I don't know that I ever told you that. No, you haven't, but I'm glad you did it on the show because we all got to experience it together. So we have tried all of these, and uh, that's why I put that one first because it's not a great idea. Um, yeah. Unless you, again, have the equipment for it. Tabletop Simulator, uh, I've only tried a couple times with you. I didn't really like the interface. I thought it was really clunky. Um, I love it. And it's clunky and slow. Uh, Tabletopia was just ran perfectly. And I remember Vassal working fine. You and I played, I think, two games of Conan on it. Yeah, it's funny going into this episode. I was like, oh, yeah, Vassal. And the more we've talked about it, I'm like, I really want to do more Vassal now. Because I do remember the modules being very well done and put together. It just wasn't super flashy. And I got it through my pen. It just wasn't super flashy. Um, so if you do have any questions about uh, how these work or if you want suggestions or, you know, any questions that we can't answer, definitely hit us up on our Discord and you can find that in the show notes. Um, there should be a link in the show notes that you can click on or and join. You? What? Or, you know, it was like a, is a t- is like a trick to get them to look at the sh- show or notes. Can you? Yeah. Well, so- I don't know. 
We also <laughs> we also do have a Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash board game barbarians. We have an Instagram at board game barbarians. Um, I have not been posting a lot to that recently because I have not been doing a lot of board game things. So Shock. maybe the next time we play, uh, if we end up playing Vassal or something like that, I'll take some pictures of the screen and uh, give anyone an idea that that wants to see it. Um, but yeah, definitely please uh, rate and review us on iTunes. It helps a lot to kind of get us out there and, and get more people to look at it or just tell your friends about it if you don't want to do that. Um, and yeah, Justin, remember what is best in life. Board games and board games. their digital counterparts. Digital board games. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night.